Hey, everybody. It's Anna Charlie Kirk Show. Ari Fleischer joins us as we discuss third-party Nikki Haley. No labels, Nikki. Watch out, everybody. I want to hear from you. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Do you think Nikki Haley is going no labels? Become a member today, members.charliekirk.com, to support our show and listen to our program advertiser-free. That's members.charliekirk.com. Get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. So we were debating this weekend whether or not we should stream the South Carolina primary election results. And we decided not to. We said, ah, oh, we kind of know how this is going to materialize. And we were right. It, it, it turned out to be a not a very interesting night. Donald Trump won by 20 points. Great. We predicted that Donald Trump would win big. And that's exactly what ended up happening. So look, we've said for a while that this Republican primary is over. And by all objective measurements, it is over. So why is Nikki Haley still in the race? Well, here is Nikki Haley Saturday evening. Is Nikki Haley delusional or does Nikki Haley have a plan? Play cut nine. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. So Nikki Haley's not dropping. By the way, who are these people exactly? I mean, how many how many Raytheon lobbyists are there in South Carolina? How many Boeing contractors can you get on a Saturday evening to just shrill into the, into the sky in favor of Nikki Haley? It is tempting to say that Nikki Haley is delusional. It's tempting to say that Nikki Haley doesn't know what she's doing. In fact, that is the surface-level take. The surface-level take is, oh, Nikki Haley is out of touch and that she's just kind of doing this egotistical-type campaign. But it's very clear that it's more than that. It's very clear that Nikki Haley has a plan. What is that plan exactly? We don't know, but there are little crumbs that are showing some pieces of evidence of what Nikki Haley might have next in store for us. So she's not dropping out. As of this moment, the narrative from the Haley campaign is that they're going to continue. Now, not all of her donors are on board. After Saturday's annihilation, the Koch network announced it's not going to keep funding Haley's campaign. Now, let me take a pause here. The Koch brother network that is largely financed by Charles Koch and his uh, deceased brother has a lot of money tied up into politics stuff, too. 
David Koch, uh, who passed away a couple years ago, very generous man, um, gave a lot to hospitals and charities and concert halls, many other things. They've uh, spent $34 million, I believe is the final number, on the Nikki Haley primary campaign. I never want to hear a criticism of turning point actions, ballot chasing, get out the vote effort again. You know, you have Eric Erickson and these people go out, they say, oh, turning point is sucking up all the resources. Spare me the lecture. When we have the Koch brothers that have now spent $34 million. Meanwhile, DeSantis spent $130 million all to get effectively zero delegates. So I just want to kind of put that out there because, you know, there's this media narrative. Oh, you know, Turning Point is hiring all these ballot chasers. That money could be better spent elsewhere. First of all, no, it's the most important thing you could spend. Secondly, why does anyone criticize the Koch brothers for spending $34 million for what? Well, the Koch brothers, have they've suspended their spending on Nikki Haley. So we have to think harder. What's really going on here? Why is Haley acting the way she is right now? Even though she's our opponent right now, we know that she's a capable candidate. She's won political office before. She must have a plan. Well, how does the label, no labels, Nikki sound? Play cut 10, the director of no labels. And to this program's credit, two weeks ago, we hypothesized that Nikki Haley was going to run under the no labels ticket. Play cut 10, please. Uh, this has been a project uh, to essentially give Americans another choice if they're unhappy with the presumptive nominees, which, you know, it appears it's going to be Trump versus Biden right now. But we don't know. Nikki Haley, she's going to remain in the race. You can't count her out completely. Uh, and hats off to her for staying in it and for sticking with it. But we're looking for great quality people, folks that have broad appeal to independents, Democrats, Republicans. And, um, and yeah, I mean, Nikki Haley is somebody we'd, we'd definitely be interested in. So what were the numbers on Saturday night? Donald Trump received the most votes of any candidate in the history of the South Carolina primary on the Republican side. Donald Trump won by more than 20 points in Nikki Haley's home state. Nikki Haley only did as well as she did, by the way, because of Democrat crossover, Koch brother money trying to get Democrats out to vote. Gavin Newsom went out on television and has now said that she is one of the most effective spokespeople for the Biden campaign. Exit polls show that half of Nikki Haley voters were Democrats. So we need to understand here that this is a serious threat. It is easy to dismiss Nikki Haley in the Republican primary. She's not going to be the Republican nominee in Milwaukee. When the RNC happens this summer, and the candidate officially accepts the party's nomination, and it's ready, set, go, and it's a race to election day, and ballot chasing and voter registration, all that stuff gets kicked into high gear, Nikki Haley will probably not even be given a speaking slot at the RNC convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Again, the unintended blessing here is that Nikki Haley was really being considered as a vice presidential contender about a month and a half ago, and that is dead. But what if Nikki Haley runs as no labels? That could be a very serious threat. Now, some background is no labels is primarily a donor project. Uh, no labels is a chamber of commerce repurposed. Let's just say big business. Why can't we all get along and sing Kumbaya while we pass amnesty, lower the ca- corporate tax burden, 
deregulate the economy. Some of those I actually support while being indifferent to social and culture war issues. And we also need to give Ukraine unlimited amounts of money. That is effectively what no labels is. No labels is really neoliberals. No labels is not no labels. It is the neoliberal ticket. And currently, there is a vacancy at the top of the no labels ticket. But make no mistake, Nikki Haley running as a no labels candidate would be able to raise hundreds of millions of dollars. It would be able to. This very well might be the new bailout strategy for Joe Biden. RFK right now is seriously hurting the Democrats. How do we know this? Mark Elias is going after Joe Biden. They have released the hounds on RFK. And the RFK drumbeat is only going to increase. He's especially doing well with younger voters. How do you bail out Joe Biden when there's going to be multiple candidates across the ballot? Not a single third-party candidate, as it stands today, is going to necessarily hurt Donald Trump more than it hurts Joe Biden. Not a single one. So if you were a neoliberal, you want to see all this money to Ukraine, you want to see the CIA remain very powerful, you want to see the FBI remain the sovereign over the country, wouldn't it make sense to draft and run Nikki Haley as a third-party candidate? Nikki Haley is not necessarily at this point running to be the RNC nominee. She is courting Democrats. In fact, I have some exclusive news to show you, and it's been reported, but I'm going to share some documents sent to me of who is hosting her Dallas fundraisers. Her top fundraiser in Dallas is hosted by somebody who's good friends with Nancy Pelosi and Pete Buttigieg. That's who's hosting the fundraiser for Nikki Haley in Dallas. Why would she be doing that? Because maybe this is a trial run for a third-party obliteration against our ascendant America first movement. If Nikki Haley wins just a few states, then maybe no one can get to 270 electoral votes. Something to think about. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. If you owe back taxes, happy new year. The party's over. The IRS is mailing millions, pay up letters, millions. Then it's over to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why target you and not millionaires? Because millionaires have lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Networks USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. Call 1-800-245-6000. Again, call 1-800-245-6000 or visit TNUSA.com slash Charlie, TNUSA.com slash Charlie. Remember, it's Nikki Haley's home state. This was supposed to be her best state. I want to play some tape here. This is uh, Nikki Haley says that she will. she's not doing this to be VP. So then what is Nikki Haley doing this for? Remember in 2016, they were obsessed with getting everyone to sign a pledge to back the eventual nominee. It's very noticeable. There's no obsession with making sure Nikki Haley does that. Remember how focused they were on the pledge, 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 on the pledge. 
It was never about making sure the GOP unify or that unity is preserved. It was, about avoid, it was never about avoiding sabotage. It was about keeping their factions control. Play cut 11. Look, the problem when people saying, why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? At first, they were like, she's doing this because she wants to be vice president. I think we've pretty much settled that. Then they're saying, well, what's her Have motivation? Have we settled it? There is, no, there is no political motivation. If there was political motivation, I would have gotten out of this a long time ago. By the this way, have, we settled, the it? have truly, we settled the vice president thing? Of course we've settled it. I mean, there yeah, is so in no done. way. I've said it for months. It's done. But also looking at a political future. I wouldn't be doing this if I was worried about a political future. I would have gotten out already. Right, well, Secondly, you know what's unique about her candidacy is that she's not really running against Donald Trump. She's running, and she will give a little bit of a, you know, I was a poor Indian girl and picked on by the racists, or Donald Trump is too much drama. But she falls short of Chris Christie's type of criticism that he would level against Trump. Now, maybe it's because she knows that the party is largely sympathetic to Trump, or maybe it's because she wants to try to not be overly hated by center-right disenfranchised Republican voters, where... She can run as a no-labels ticket. The line is always this. Nikki is going to be politically homeless. But now we see that it's likely that Nikki might have been playing for a third-party bid this entire time. Some people say, oh, she's on the Liz Cheney path. But maybe Nikki Haley is going to do the bidding of Liz Cheney, which is to try to prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. Nikki Haley is talking to moderates on purpose. She's communicating to independent voters on purpose. If you were Joe Biden or uniparty Democrat donors who are donating to her campaign, you must be freaking out about the prospect of the Joe Biden candidacy. RFK is pulling youth voters away. Cornell West is pulling some black voters away. Jill Stein is pulling some of your communists away. And Joe Biden is less popular than he has been at any point in time. Donald Trump is consolidating Republican support. So what game, what tactic, what approach do you have? Run the neocon. And very similarly, where we saw that Carrie Lake was offered money not to run, what if Nikki Haley was offered a very nice life if she runs as no labels Nikki? We're talking about board seats, book deals, consulting contracts. She can live the life of a multimillionaire. All to try to take three, four, five, six, seven percent from Donald Trump. What are your thoughts? Do you think Nemarada is going to run as no labels? What does she have planned? I refuse to believe she's just going to disappear. She's talking and acting like a saboteur. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. You might be wondering why some of my age is talking to you about an organization that's been associated with older generation. And no, I don't mean the radical AARP. It's because preserving the foundation of our nation and promoting conservative values isn't just for seniors. It's for all Americans, regardless of age. That's why I want to talk to you about the other organization, AMAC. Yes, they champion issues that are critical to senior community, but their mission and impacts go way beyond that, offering incredible benefits and opportunities for conservatives of every age. Joining AMAC means you aren't only supporting advocacy for older 
older Americans, you're also becoming part of a larger movement to protect our freedoms and ensure our nation endures for generations to come. Plus, here's the fun part. You'll enjoy member-only benefits and discounts on things like travel, food, theme parks, movie tickets, special car insurance rates, and more. The bottom line is that our fight for conservative values need fresh energy and wisdom and experience. So whether you're young and looking to make a difference or a seasoned patriot with an undying passion for freedom, AMAC is your home. Join today at amac.us slash Kirk. Go and get a membership for your parents too and your grandparents for only $16 a year. It's the best way to play a crucial role in securing the future for all Americans. Do not wait. Join AMAC now at amac.us slash Kirk. Joining us now is a great man, Ari Fleischer. Ari, thank you for taking time to join the program. I loved your tweet. Quote, Nikki Haley's speech tonight was a no labels here I'm coming speech. She said, I'm a woman of my word. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. She's running no labels, I bet, shortly after Super Tuesday. Ari, you encouraged me to lead on this opinion. I felt it, but you really uh, crisply put that. Ari Fleischer, walk us through why you believe this. Well, I was just watching her speech, her concession speech to Donald Trump on Saturday night after the South Carolina primary. And when you listen to her words, when you see her comfort in attacking Donald Trump, her comfort in attacking Joe Biden, married to her statement, I'm a woman of my word. I am not quitting. I am not giving up. It led me to believe she's going to try to create that zone, that the um, election through the center. Now, I've got to say, Charlie, since I said that, and I said it live on Fox News that night, and I've said it on Twitter, I'm getting a lot of pushback from the Haley campaign, saying that's not the case, she's not going to do that, that she's a Republican, she's going to stay a Republican. Um, so I, I want you to know that as well. They're, they're saying it's not going to be the case. Uh, but I'm, I just think this is something worth watching. Uh, I'm not sure I believe that yet. Yeah, Ari, I'm right there with you. And by the way, it might not be no labels. It might be independent. Okay, I mean, so it just might be a semantic thing. So if the Democrats are currently uh, Joe Biden is currently being harmed by third party candidates. Now, RFK, we don't quite know who he's hurting more, but it seems as if it's hurting Joe Biden more than Trump. That wasn't the case six months ago. Six months ago, I had the exact opposite opinion, especially based on some of the covid and the lockdown type stuff. You know, Ari, you're you're been around politics for a while and really understand the the wisdom behind here. When was the last time we really saw third party candidates shake up a general election? We saw Ross Perot, obviously that's the most famous one. That's it. Have we seen it, you know, since I can remember, basically post nineteen ninety three? No, you'd have to go back to the very early years of the nineteenth of the twentieth century when when Teddy Roosevelt was running. Uh, that is the last significant time. Ross Perot did have an impact. Now, people would argue that he hurt Clinton and Bush equally. Uh, she certainly didn't win any electoral votes. But 2024 is just shaping up differently, Charlie. It is a fair statement, even if you love Donald Trump, it is a fair statement that a lot of America doesn't want either Trump or Biden on the ballot. Does that create, for the first time in a century, a zone up the middle for somebody to take advantage of? And could that somebody be Nikki Haley, who did in North Carolina, for example, win independent voters by 19 percentage points? Does this create a, I don't want Trump, I don't want Biden, I want somebody else. Could it be Nikki? That remains to be tested. But we're never going to know if somebody doesn't step into that void. And if you're the candidate who thinks you can create that candidacy down the middle this time, you won't know until you actually get in the ring and try. And then I don't think you're even going to know until October whether it has any prospect of being successful. 
What I do know is this cycle is different because both candidates are widely unpopular with the broader electorate. And that's what took me to Nikki Haley. And I don't say that advocating for it. I'm saying it as an analyst when I watch politics and I see what's going on when I watched her speech, it sure sounded like it. No, your commentary is excellent. And that's why I took what you said seriously. You know, because I, I think things that sometimes, you know, people think are wacky. But I'm like, wow, Ari says it, sees it too. I was like, that must that really is persuasive to me. And so I want to game this out. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, let's pretend Nikki is telling the truth and her camp says we're not doing this. Does she really think she's going to be the nominee? Does she think that is she running as an insurance package that Donald Trump might have such lawfare difficulties ahead of the convention that all of a sudden the party's going to say, let's let's now nominate Nikki Haley? Is that her rationale? I think her team is very realistic about her prospect of winning a Republican nomination. I think they look at it and they know how to count delegates. They know what states are possible states for Super Tuesday. I think they're very realistic about her chances of winning now. I think what's keeping Nikki in there from a personal point of view, being the candidate with skin in the game, is I think she just genuinely believes she owes it to the country that if Donald Trump is going to lose in November, Republicans need a second choice. And that second choice should be her. I think that's what's motivating her. I think her view is Trump can't win. I disagree with that. I think Trump can win. But she thinks Trump can't. So therefore, to save America and to beat Biden, she's going to hang in there to the very end. And I don't know what the very end is defined by her to be in case other Republicans start to come to that realization. Will that play out between Super Tuesday, where I think she's going to lose everywhere, and the, Democrat, the Republican convention in July, that's why politicians linger. It's just that chance that something will happen. Yeah, and I, I want to be clear. I, I'm not a huge fan of Nikki Haley, obviously, especially currently. I think she's dividing the party unnecessarily. I've known Nikki for a while. She's smart. She's a smart person. And so yeah. she and she's not overly ideological. And I mean this like RFK, for example, really deeply believes and I think Nikki Haley's deep beliefs, but RFK will will happily run for an office to try to win an argument. I don't think Nikki is that way. Would you agree with that? I think that there there's some sort of plan. I don't know what that is, but it's not necessarily to try to convince the electorate about something or trying to get her name out. She obviously has really good name ID. She's very very ambitious. She's very calculating. Uh, being around her, she is you know very very smart and thinks things through in multiple sequences. So with that being said, Ari, I, I think it plays into this. And the way she keeps talking about her campaign, it, it's she's not messaging the Republican primary voters either. She's talking more. Right. Can you talk about that as a communication expert? She's not trying to win over the well, mega faithful. That's why, again, listen to her on the stump and listening to her in her concession speech. She's not saying that we need a conservative, pro-life fight to close the border. She talks about the border, but her, her major remarks about why Trump and Biden are bad. That's what's compelling her and that's what's driving her now. So it's not a Republican, I'm going to win primary ideological argument she's making. So I think she's got just a couple paths in the future. One is she's making a massive mistake and she should pull out now and endorse Donald Trump. That's one school of thought. Second, she's lingering because she really does in her heart believe that Trump can't win, so somebody needs to save the republic from Joe Biden. And the third is no labels. 
that she can win if she runs, has the, the, the makes that decision to run an independent candidacy down the middle because she's gambling on Trump and Biden both being so unpopular. All of those three are guided by pragmatism. Yes. These are not, she's not the RFK candidate. No, that's exactly right. It's not overly ideological. So, it's, it's as if there's a calculation. Right. Yes. I think that's really smart. And those are the three calculations. I don't see any other calculations than those three. She's making a mistake. She thinks that she can actually get the nomination because people will conclude Trump can't win or she's no labels. No other no other possibilities exist. So a provocative idea. One of our listeners here emailed us, Charlie, I'm all in for Trump. I think that Trump should put Nikki in her his cabinet sooner rather than later to quell the third party no labels threat. Is there any wisdom to that, Ari? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not bad. I don't think that being in a cabinet, though, is a real inducement to her. She's already been in the cabinet. She was United Nations ambassador. Uh, I'd be shocked if he would make her the vice presidential uh, nominee alongside of him, because after everything she's done and said, even though people are quick to forgive in politics, uh, I don't think Donald Trump wants a vice president who he's got to look over his shoulder for. Correct. So I think Trump's going to pick a loyalist for vice presidential candidate. So I don't think there's anything Donald Trump can offer her, and I don't think there's anything she wants. I, I, I think if I had to guess, her real motivation is either number two or number three. She really does think the party will benefit from having an insurance policy just in case people come to the conclusion Trump can't win. Or she'll go no labels. And given the pushback I'm getting from her people about no labels, I, I just let others decide. Is it credible or not? She's pushing back. So Ari, uh, not necessarily shifting gears, but on the same kind of genre about heading into November 2024, just from a objective kind of how historians, will, actual historians, not these crazy historians now, will look at the last year. What do you make of Donald Trump's ability to consolidate support in the Republican primary, given the indictments, given the lawfare? It's remarkable. It's objectively remarkable. Well, number one, he had less support in 2016 and consolidated the party. In 2016, he was winning primaries with 35% of the vote. Yes. Now he's winning primaries with 60% of the vote. So yes, 40% is not for Trump, but that's a smaller number than in 16 when he defeated Hillary Clinton. So he's doing the job of a nominee and, and he of a primary candidate. He's winning by sufficiently big margins. Um, I do worry the party is split. There are many people, particularly in suburbs and who are college educated, who used to be Republicans, who are no longer Republicans. It's a real problem, Charlie. I, it I is agree wonderful that the Republican Party is expanding into blue collar areas, into lower income areas, increasingly with black and Hispanic communities. Fantastic development. And I attribute a lot of that to Donald Trump. But why do we have to lose the suburbs at the same time? Why can't we make these gains and keep the suburbs? So, yeah, there is a split issue in the party that we've got to keep our eye on. It's going to have an impact and already has in previous years about losing Senate races, what we should have won. So don't fool yourself. The party is split. What will unite the party more than anything else is not Donald Trump. It's Joe Biden. We're heading into a cycle, Charlie, in which a lot of Democrats who can't stand Biden will vote for Biden because they can't stand Trump. There are a lot of Republicans or used to be Republicans who can't stand Trump, but they can't stand Biden even worse or countenance the idea of an 85-year-old president. So they're going to vote for Trump. That's the type of cycle we're heading into where you've got the Trump base, but then the group he needs to get over the middle is going to be an anti-Biden group, not a pro-Trump group. By the way, it factors into why Nikki Haley as no labels would be a threat to Trump because yeah. she appeals 
almost exclusively to college-educated voters. And college-educated suburban voters like Nikki a lot. She doesn't do very well. And you saw this in the map of South Carolina. Anything that is rural or exurb, she just gets obliterated. But Columbia, Charleston, sorry, do you have a quick thought on that? Well, yeah, because those are the college-educated suburban voters who are now becoming Democrats. Yes, no, that's right. So if she appeals to them, she also takes away from Biden. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life after he invented the world's best pillow. He created the famous Giza Dream Sheets. They are the best sheets you'll ever sleep on. The best night's sleep just got even better. For a limited time, you'll get a queen-size set of $59.98, king-size for just $69.98, the lowest prices in history. Mike and the MyPillow employees continue to be canceled by big box stores and attacked by the media. They appreciate all of your great support during these times. want to thank you by giving you the best specials on all their MyPillow products. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code KIRK. You get the famous Giza Dream Sheets, queen size for just $59.98 and king size for just $69.98. You also get 60% off the original My Slippers. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code KIRK. That is MyPillow.com, promo code KIRK. Ari hasn't said anything I disagree with. He's right. The party is split. And for every positive we've seen of winning working class, blue collar, Hispanic and black voters, we're struggling with college educated suburban voters. We're struggling. It's a real problem. By the way, this is why Colorado is no longer a battleground state. Colorado is the second most college educated state in the country, not to mention their mail and ballot nonsense. Arizona is a similar challenge. A lot of college educated voters that are not resonating with Republican, the Republican Party. We could change that. So Ari, how, how does one change that? Where do we see some evidence? Let's just not, let's not look too far in the distance. From now to November, what can change that? I think the most important thing to change that is for President Trump to learn one of the lessons of his first term. When he counterpunches as hard as he does sometimes, he ends up hitting himself. If President Trump can make the case, make the fight, but do so in a tough, strident way he does, that's his personality, but not go too far. That's a big part of it. The president has gone so far in some cases, particularly suburban college-educated women, just say, how can anybody talk like that? How how can he be so disparaging of people? He often says things, the worst things about women. So a lot of it is just, just show a little more respect. Don't attack the way you do. For example, after the New Hampshire primary, when he made fun of Nikki Haley's dress. Why? What was the political advantage in that? So there are things that are reasonable that President Trump can do that I wish he would. Now, Ari, I think they can be won over. I think that there is still, because of the failure of Biden, I think that there's a reset. And I just want to emphasize, you know, I recently I had a lunch with four uh, four women from Scottsdale, Arizona. And, you know, I, I, I don't always know who's who or whatever. And I, you know, all conservative. And they're talking about the border and they're talking about crime. They're talking about all this. And three out of four like Trump and the one woman agreed with everything I said. She's like, I can't vote for Trump. And I said, but come on, <laughs> the border and inflation. She was like ranting. You would think that she was going to become like, you know, the czar of closing the border. Right. And she's like, I, I just I just can't do it. And so, all right, Ari, riff on that. And who could be a potential VP 
to help bring some of these, because what I'm getting at is these are natural Republican voters. These are not Trotskyites, okay? These are not Marxists. Ari Fleischer. Well, first, the reasons people vote are based on policy and personality. If your view is policy, you can be won over. If your view is on personality, you can't. You just said the person's not qualified. And this is where President Trump has pushed too many people out of the Republican Party because he can go too far. On policy, he can win a lot of people back. As for the vice presidency, Charlie, no one will make a difference. Does it matter who Joe Biden's vice president is? I I guess it kind of does because he's so old. It, It does become relevant. We should all fear if Kamala Harris becomes president. But history shows that the thing about a vice presidency is people will vote against you if you pick the wrong vice president. Sarah Palin for John McCain, for example. But there is no history and there hasn't been for probably half a century of the vice presidential candidate delivering votes to the president. In the modern communications era, where people hear the messages of the president across the country, it's no longer regional. There is no longer a void of communications the way there was in the early part of the 20th century, where there was just radio and newspaper. People now vote based on who the president is. This is going to be a vote for or against Biden, for or against Trump. As many people as there are who I like who can become really good vice presidential nominees, and I think Elise Stefanik is the most likely, Congresswoman from New York State, she's not going to deliver any votes to Donald Trump. Trump will deliver votes to Trump. Trump will scare people off of Trump. It's all about the people at the top. The vice president hasn't really made a difference in half a century. Ari, do you have a book or something uh, you want to plug just for our audience? Well, thank you. Uh, my last book came out last summer was about how lousy the media is. It's called Suppression, Deception, Snobbery, and Bias, Why the Press Gets So Much Wrong and Just Doesn't Care. Uh, and, and that really animates me, Charlie. The press is out to lunch and out of touch. And they've become activists for the Democratic Party. And, and I was happy to blow the whistle and show example after example how the mainstream media is just nothing we can rely on anymore. Great work. Ari, thank you so much. Come on again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.